Hey everyone, welcome to the Just Grace It podcast with Brian and Becky Ross. Uh, Today is Wednesday and we are recording a little bit later in the week than we normally do. Normally we try to record well before Wednesday so that I can put the podcast out on Wednesday. But this week is kind of crazy, so... This is really the first time today that Brian and I are getting a chance to even sit down and talk. So we're inviting you into our conversation. Yes. So why haven't we talked much? We yet have today? not talked much today because today was my first day back at school. I had teacher meetings today to get ready for the new school year. So I had to leave early like I normally would for school. And um, so we had a quick yeah. cup of coffee this morning. Quick cup of coffee. I was out the door by six forty-five, and you just got home at three thirty. So, and then we made more coffee because we live on coffee. Yes. And now we're talking, and then after this, we have to go make dinner, clean up dinner, take take care of the animals, and then our eighth grader has his orientation tonight, and then tomorrow night our. 11th grader has his orientation well, and, I have, or his, and I have orientation and you have, too yeah you have orientation so there you have it folks a day in the life a day in the life yes and also our oldest so we have two boys our oldest just got his first job we just found that out this week so now we're trying to figure out when he's gonna go in for his job orientation on top of everything else we have going on, because we, he doesn't quite have his license should yet. Should we say where he's working? No. No? Okay. No. <laughs> it's an eatery, we'll just say that. Yes. It is a fast food establishment. <laughs> yes. So, uh, before we get going on today's topic, and I will explain a little bit about what that's going to be in a few minutes, um, <clears throat> I'm excited to announce that we are finally up on iTunes. Yes. So, the guy at Anchor helped us out. What was his name? I don't remember. Leo or something, I think. Well, whoever it was, he helped us out. So, we are finally up on iTunes. The only episode that's not there is our very first episode. And that is because we didn't know what we were doing. Um, And we put copyright music in it. Yes, because when you use... Anchor is associated with Spotify, and Spotify owns some of that, so it allows you to use certain kinds of music, but then if you use the music, you it will not upload the podcast up onto iTunes, which I did not know when we did it originally, so that episode one is not on there, but episodes two, three, four, and five are on there, and then this yeah, episode. We wish we could keep the music. I really like that yeah. music, but... And Celtic worship never got back. The band never got back to us. Hey, there's so. a new person at work from Scotland. <gasps> really? Yeah, and they, the, the, it's a lady, and she has this real thick Scottish Oh, that's accent. fun. I want to talk to her. Anyway, someday we're going to get there. We're going to get to Scotland. But uh, So, yes, we're up on iTunes, which we are very excited about. I will. Um, I made a Facebook page just for the podcast. So it's the Just Grace It page. Um, I will put the link to find us on iTunes and Spotify 
there. Those are the two main platforms. There's also some lesser platforms, which I frankly have never even heard of. So I'm not going to put the links to those, but you, if you know of them, you can find us there as well. So um, mm. today we have, uh, we're going to talk about some things in regards to the word moderation and it kind of came about with some friends of ours that we had over for dinner on Saturday and we were just having a really good discussion about everything that's going on in our world, in our country, um, in regards to race stuff and politics and vaccines and masks and just all these things and we were believe it or not we were not talking about it in an attitude of griping about it or being angry about it we were really having a discussion about how do we as believers what is our response supposed to be and how do we best represent Christ in everything that's going on whatever side of it you fall on so yeah so I was on a different I was a guest on a different podcast last month and I I was asked a question I can't remember exactly how the question was worded but I responded to the host by saying that I'm noticing what I called the meltdown of the moderated middle and when I said that I wasn't talking about like being a political moderate like on the political spectrum I was talking about this verse Philippians 4 verse 5 let your moderation be known unto all men the Lord is at hand so you know he's Paul's instructing here that our we should be known unto all men by our moderation and so you look up the word moderation. So I'm looking in the um, American Dictionary of the English Language by Noah Webster from 1828. And this is how it defines moderation. It says the state of being moderate or keeping a due mean or balance between extremes or excesses. So moderation is the sort of the middle. between. It, it's sort of the idea of you're not too high, you're not too low, you're not so overcome with emotion to one way or the other, it's this middle ground, right? It's this spot between extremes. Let me read it again. The state of being moderate or the keeping of a due mean between extremes. And then some of the others definitions, restraint of, number one, restraint of violent passions or indulgence of appetite eat and drink with moderation. So a lot of people think about it in that way, right? Like, you know, you not eat, eating too not much, eating too much or, or something like that. Yeah. Or dr- drinking more than you should. <laughs> Number two is calmness of mind. Um, to bear adversity with mod- prosperity or adversity with moderation. So I, I think that it's when Paul's talking about this, let your moderation be known to all men, the Lord is at hand. I think it's this idea here of this keeping of a due mean or balance between extremes and this idea here of calmness of mind. And I think that 
it's been, we were talking in that conversation Saturday night, and it's been my observation now, um, COVID and everything that's happened in the last 18 months has really sort of accented this for me, is that people are really falling on like one extreme or the other. Yeah. And they're like really not even able to talk about issues whether it's vaccines or masks or whatever. Well, that's um, one of the things we were talking about is it's like people have lost the ability to have a healthy debate. Yes. You know, where there might be two different opinions, but you might you might debate back and forth, but at the end of the day, you're still friends or you're still family members or whatever. You know, you might disagree on a particular topic, but you can still disagree and care about and love one another and it feels like people can't do that anymore and and even even believers are not they're not able to it seems to me like they're not able to acknowledge that somebody might have a different opinion than them or a different approach or a different mindset and i'm not talking here about like matters of critical doctrine i'm not talking about and i think we'll look at some verses in romans in a minute but We're not talking about, like, you know, matters of critical doctrine here. We're talking like about... Like whether Christ rose from the right, dead or right. he didn't. Yeah. We're, we're talking about, like, stuff that, like, the Bible might not even really directly talk about, you know? Like, you know, wearing a mask, for example, you know? And people are so sort of dug in and they're not even willing to, you know, listen or hear and both sides are like kind of citing science and they're you know they're and, and well so it's hard to know what's even the truth anymore about anything yeah aside from god's word i mean it's you know you got one side saying one thing and they have all the you know basis and science and proof and then you've got the other side saying something completely opposite and they have all the their basis and science and proofs and it's like well you know if you're trying to legitimately make up your mind it's hard to make up your mind (laughs) but i think the thing that really strikes me about it is that like what are believers right now in the public space known for yeah what what is it what is that they're known for are they known for their their animosity and their arguing back and forth about masks and vaccines and you know um look and i i get I understand that there's differences of opinion on those things, but like, what is it that we're primarily known for? Is it for those issues or is it for the cause of Christ? Is it for our ambassadorship, you know, for the gospel that we're primarily known for, or is it for, you know, these other things? And the other just thing to kind of get this going is, so I was looking at, thinking about this issue of moderation. So we should be known for our, lack of wild excess, right? That's what, when he says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Well, can I, can I just read oh, what the strong says real quick? No, certainly. So <clears throat> we talked before on here about how we both like to use Blue Letter Bible, um, which if you have a phone, you can just use it as an app on your phone. And if you like just click that word moderation in Philippians 4 um it says that it's an adjective and then it says outline of biblical usage 
seeming suitable, equitable, fair, mild, gentle. And then it's translated in the following way, gentle three times, patient one times, and moderation one time, which I'm assuming would be the Philippians passage. Yes. So, but there's this idea of mildness, fairness, gentleness that goes along with a moderate attitude. Right. So that would fit with the English definition of the mean or the the balance, the middle point between excess between excesses it's um so So give give an an example of that so i'll just i'll give pretend uh, you're explaining that to a high school student what does the mean mean well so i'll give an example so like um the greeks for example there's a view of morality called virtue theory of morality and virtue theory says that the virtue is in the middle between extremes. So courage is a virtue, according to this idea. So courage to the excess, or too much, would be like rashness. Like running into the battle, you know, like you're Rambo or something, and you're just going to mow everybody down and take on the enemy all by yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So that would be, that would be the, the virtue of courage to the excess, and the virtue to the deficiency would be like cowardice. Mm-hmm. Like you're a coward and you're not. So courage is the middle. Is the middle. It's, the, it, it, it's between the two. Now I understand. So that's, a, that's kind of maybe a, not a, exactly a biblical example, but it illustrates the concept of moderation, right? If you're moderate, you're not way over here thinking you're going to, you know, take on the enemy all by yourself, but you're not cowering in fear in the bell tower like the guy in Saving Private Ryan who's letting his buddies die because he's not resupplying hey, remember them. Remember you have ladies listening to yes, this podcast. Yes, yes, I know. I'm sorry, lady. <laughs> but the but the the it's courage would be the 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 middle ground between those two extremes. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's interesting when you think about the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5 Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness. So that's kind of that idea. But then it says uh, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So one of the fruit of the Spirit is temperance. It's interesting when you look up the word temperance in the, um, diction- the English dictionary, the first definition of temperance is moderation. Particularly habitual moderation in regard to the indulgence of the natural appetites and passions, restrained or moderate indulgence, as temperance in eating and drinking, uh, temperance in the indulgence of joy or mirth, which would be like, you know, sorrow, temperance in the eating and drinking as opposed to gluttony and drunkenness or other indulgences, patience, calmness, sadedness, and moderation of passion. Which is like what I read in the concordance. Correct. So, I just... I'm just really struck by what I perceive to be a very passionately divided church. Yeah. And I mean, and the we're church, not talking our local church. Not we're talking, talking, our talking local the body of Christ. General, yeah. Over issues that there's not necessarily clear, you know, direct instruction from the scripture about. So, 
to bring this back around and bring it kind of down home to the nitty gritty of real life and what you know what you deal with when you're you're getting on social media you're on Facebook you're on I don't see it on Instagram as much but I definitely see it on Facebook um I actually have I'm on Facebook but I have pulled away from it quite a bit just because looking at it and and interacting a whole lot just because there's so much there's a lack of moderation is what there is it's like you either have one side and they're blasting and your excuse me they're blasting what they think in your face with memes and opinions and you know and then you have the other side that's doing the same thing and it's like it's like a war of words and it's mm-hmm. it's just um I'm trying to think of the word of how it makes you feel when you read it. Like, I just feel like angst, Yeah. you know, like I don't, I don't, I have enough going on in my life. I don't need to go on there and see that too. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, but that's a good way of thinking about it. So, so you're seeing it on social media. You're seeing it maybe with your friends and family members, you're disagreeing or you're having conversations that get heated or hot, um, you know, or maybe with people that you work with, you have a, a differing of opinion as to what should happen or not happen. And so, you know, you're left with trying to figure out how do you, as a believer, how do you approach all of this? First and foremost, from the attitude of you want to do what's right according to God's word because that should be the most important thing and I think the reason one of the reasons that we're having this conversation on the podcast this is a heavier topic this time is because we want number one to encourage people to apply grace to the situation when they find they're in a situation where they don't agree but also um, like if you find yourself on one extreme or the other, like think about why you're there and what's more important. Is it more important to align yourself with God's word and how that says you should think about things and what that says about how you should treat people you disagree with? Or is it more important to align yourself with whatever side of the spectrum you're on and and feel like you're right and win the argument because you want to be right and you think you're right and so therefore you didn't win if you didn't get the other person to see your point of view right so so i think one of the things that we would implore you guys to think about is do some self inspection and think about where you're at why you're there and how are you treating people in that space and does those things do those things align with what god's word says about it mm-hmm. yeah and and you know like for some of these things you might not there there isn't you know in, in romans 14 paul talks about him that's weak in the faith and the weaker brother and 
in Romans 14 when he says, Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let him that eateth despise, uh, despise, let me start over. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not, and let not him that eateth not judge him that eateth, for he hath, for God hath received him. Now we could read this whole chapter, which I'm not going to do, but like that, that's really it, right? So you, you could switch this out and say, um, let, let, let not him that masketh, despise not him that masketh not, for example, right? Just to put it in a, a you know, example that people are kind of arguing about. And, and then, you know, not making that like the main issue, right? And, and allowing people liberty to make their own choice um, on, on that issue. And then, and then truly saying to the, truly being able to say, if that's their choice, maybe it's not the choice I would make. Maybe I don't agree with that choice, but if it's, it's not a matter of major fundamental, you know, doctrinal importance well, and we and I, don't I, need to get so divided about it. I think that's what this passage is about. And it's one of the reasons why, especially after the conversation with our friends where we were trying to work this stuff out, you know, like what is our attitude supposed to be? How do we approach these topics as believers The thing that really helped me is I think that there is a principle here in Romans 14 and 15 about believers that have differences of opinions on things. One eats meat, sacrificed to idols, and says it's fine and it doesn't bother him to do that. The other one says, no, I can't do that because then I feel like I'm worshiping an idol. You know, he in Romans 14, 6, he talks about... Um, the person that regards one day, they regard it to the Lord. And the person that doesn't regard the day, regards it not to the Lord. The person that eats, eats to the Lord and gives God thanks. The person that doesn't eat, eat doesn't eat to the Lord and gives God thanks. You know, and the same with whether or not you esteem a day above another. You know, I know some people for various reasons they don't celebrate Easter or they don't celebrate Christmas because, you know, in their mind, well, the Bible never says to celebrate Easter specifically or it never says to celebrate Christmas Day and Christmas Day isn't technically Jesus' birthday. So, but then other people, you know, they love to celebrate those days. But then you get people that are arguing back and forth and what this is, you know, about what's right or what's wrong and you're sinning if you do or you're sinning if you don't. But that's not what this says. It says if you regard the day, regard it to the Lord. If you don't regard the day, then don't regard it to the Lord. And then it says in verse 7, For none of, none of us liveth to himself and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. Whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. So in other words, in other words, this believer that you're in the middle of this heated fellowship with about whatever, whatever... Vaccinate, vaccinate don't vaccinate. don't vaccinate. Mask, don't mask. Um, you know, yeah. put up a Christmas tree, don't put up a Christmas tree. You know, all this stuff... So 
whatever you're involved in this heated fellowship with this other person, it's easy to it's easy to have it be that they somehow become an enemy in your mind that you have to defeat, that you have to win, that you have to, you know, prove your right and their wrong. And what he's saying is, listen, you're missing the point here that whether you eat this stuff or not, you're both the Lord's. So that should be the thing that's most important. Yeah. And then later on, he talks about in verse 13, he talks about, let us therefore not judge one another anymore, but judge this rather that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that regards anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. And so it's talking about instead of judging each other because you got vaccinated or you didn't get vaccinated or you choose to wear a mask or you don't choose to wear a mask or whatever it is, stop stop judging each other because of that but don't put a stumbling block in front of the person don't don't wave your liberty in this issue in front of the nose of the other person and purposely like goad them with it because you want to be right or you want to try to sway them to your opinion or whatever it is you know it's yeah. And then even later on in verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in, this thing, in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and the things wherewith one may edify one another. Yeah, so the issue is what's going to build up the body of Christ and what isn't. And... You know, and I, what makes for peace? What makes for peace in the body of Christ and what doesn't? And what's happening is, in my mind, what's happening is that the adversary is is really good. Oh, he loves at this. Getting us to not set our affection on things above, like Paul says in Colossians three, right? Set your affection on things above. Um, for you know, and we get all this angst built up about all this sort of temporary stuff and before you know it you know we're arguing and fighting amongst believers about stuff that we shouldn't you know we're not and if you think that the unsaved is not watching and seeing all that Mm -hmm. i'm sorry but you're wrong about that they see it they see how we're treating each other they see how we're arguing with one another and what about any of that is going to attract them to want to have a relationship with Christ? Right. So, I mean, in that conversation we were having with our friends last Saturday night, I guess where I kind of fell at the end is, you know, you think about, okay, um, I'm on social media, I'm on Facebook. I, I, I pretty much stay on Facebook just because of ministry things. If I wasn't pastoring a church or wasn't connecting with people for ministry reasons, I probably wouldn't even be on social media anymore, but that's a whole other matter. But So in that conversation, I we kind of fell on, or at least for me, I fell on, okay, if, if somebody that, I, if a colleague that I'm working with is looking at my Facebook wall 
are they what what are they seeing are they seeing angst and political activism and memes memes about you know whatever one way or the other whether you're for you or know, against for or against I, that I'm not this the point of this is not for us to advocate for one side or the other but are they seeing that type of angst and that type of you know anger anger and 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 so forth or are they seeing Christ in other words if you are are what is your what is what are you what's your wall full of is it full of sermons and verses and mess, positive messages from the bible and encouragement and you know those kinds of things or is it is it full of your opinion your opinion and you know you know well really sort of in your face type things you know along along political lines and you know so forth and and you know look i got i got my own political beliefs that that i but i try to hold a lot of those things you know, I'm not necessarily real public about those things all the time, because that's what, not the point. What's the major issue? What is the main issue? The issue is we are ambassadors for Christ, and an ambassador for Christ needs to be known by their moderation. Let your moderation be known unto all men. So when people that I work with think about or see Brian Ross. What are they? What am I known by? Am I known by hot political debate and 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 so on and so forth, or am I known as which would be a lack of temperance, right? Or am I known as there's a Christ follower? You know, am I am I manifesting and presenting you know Jesus to the lost as the primary issue, or am I more concerned about other things? So. And, so I just want to, I want to tell, and I'm not going to name names or anything like that, but I want to share a couple of stories that, um, our friend that was over, um, she, she works for a pretty big company around here. And so she travels sometimes and she meets lots of people. She talks to lots of people because of her job. Um, and she was at a function for her job and this co-worker who is agnostic I believe she said um came up to her he knows that she's a believer in fact he even said so you're a Christian so let me ask you this Mm. and he started jabbing at her kind of with his yep. with the way he was going about it. Well, what about this? Well, what about yeah, that? Yeah, sort of a snarky um Yeah, he came you know, at her with a kind of a snarky attitude. I know you're a believer. I'm going to try to catch you up. Yeah. Type of a deal. And sh- what ended up happening is because instead of her choosing to take the bait and get snarky back, or get defensive or walk away from the conversation, she answered this guy's questions. If she didn't know something that he was asking, she just said, you know, I, I'm not sure about that. If you really want to know, I can hook you up with my pastor. And, you know, maybe if you're willing, you could ask him. I'm not particularly sure about that question. And at the end of it all, 
she ended up having the opportunity to give this guy the full gospel because he asked her point blank. So what makes you hold on to your faith? At the end of the day, why do you believe this stuff? And she gave him the full gospel. She told him, you know, what it meant to her in her life and how there was no other way out of everything that she had been through that she could have hope in this life without having a relationship with Christ. And the guy walked away in tears and said, someday I hope I can have what you have. Yeah. Now, she could have... Argued with the guy. Yep. She could have said, you know, I don't want to talk to you. You're being rude. She could have done so many different things, but she didn't. And guys, I think what we're trying to say here is like, please think about how you're conducting yourself because you never know when someone is going to be watching you. You don't know when somebody's going to be reading stuff that you're posting. You don't know when someone's going to come up to you and ask you, what do you think about this stuff? How, how, do, you, how do you have peace with everything that's going on? How are you going to answer that person? Well, not only that, but what about your own personal peace? If yeah. you're if you're not functioning in moderation and temperance, that means you're functioning to an extreme. You know, your 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 mind and your thinking and your emotions are going to follow what you're thinking about and, yes. and so on and you're you're not going to be thinking about in that same passage of Philippians 4 what is true and lovely and 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 so on and so forth and of good report and etc. You can't have you, calmness of mind. You're not because you're going to be your thinking's going to be so taken up with, you know, frankly, you know, a lot of things that are probably outside of your control anyway. So, um, and I think as far as making a choice about stuff, look, whatever side of it you fall on, like make your decision about it. Do what you're going to do or not going to do, whatever that is, and then don't turn around and badger people. Throw stones at people who yes, make a different choice. Because in my understanding of Romans 14, when you do that, you are not following scripture. Yeah. You're not. And I'm sorry, but you're not. So, you know. You're not, you're not, it's, you're not making a choice now that promotes peace and edification no you're not following after things that make for peace and you're there is no clear bible verse that says thou shalt get vaccinated or thou shalt not get vaccinated there there isn't that so this is one of those gray areas where you have to make the best choice that you can make and go from there and I, and I don't want to get into a whole other topic right now, but like, so I, not only do I think there's been the meltdown of the moderated middle, but people, pe- a lot of people today are not able to understand or do nuance, nuanced arguments. And everything is in sort of these categorical, you're right, you're wrong, you're bad, you're evil. And if you're in the opposite side, now you're my enemy. And, yeah. and 
what I have found on so many things is that there's there's a nuanced the truth is usually in a lot of things somewhere in the middle. Now, not everything, I mean, the resurrection of Christ is pretty clear cut, right? So I'm not saying Oh yeah, there's you know, things in the, scripture that's just they obvious just, that they this just, is what right, the truth is. Right. They are what they are because the yeah. Bible says so. Yeah. But other things we need to be thinking and applying our our understanding of sound doctrine in our life. And many times what I found is that what I end up thinking is the right thing to do or the right course of action is is not at the extreme. It's not way out to the way out over there or way out to the other side. It's almost always more of a moderated nuanced understanding that allows grace to other people who think different but can take then a principled stand and say, well this is what I think I believe about this, but I understand that this is my own opinion. You're free to disagree with me, but I'm also then not going to judge you because you don't agree with me about this. And I think that we're there's just certain not able things, to do this is a tr- struggle right now big time. There's just certain things that that you know, just agree to disagree and if you cherish that relationship, if that relationship is important to you, if that person maybe is not a believer and you are, you don't want to leave that person with a bad taste in their mouth, so to speak. If you can help it. There's another verse that talks about let your speech be always seasoned with grace. Always, always with, grace, with grace, seasoned with, seasoned with, salt. with salt. Yes. Yeah. you And salt makes things taste good. Yeah. I like to cook. And I use... I used to use just table salt. Now I use... Oh, you got the fancy Himalayan pink salt. Well, it's better for you. (laughs) But Uh anyway, if you don't put salt... Let's just say a chicken breast. If you don't put salt on a chicken breast... doesn't taste like anything. It's gross. Yeah. You need salt to make it taste good. And I think that's why Paul used that analogy. You want your speech to be with grace. And that speech, whether it's coming out of your mouth and you're talking... Or your speech that's coming out of your fingers that you're typing and posting. Yeah, your fingers do a lot of talking these days, don't they? Yes, they do. Not just yours, but everybody's fingers. <laughs> what are you no, saying? No, I'm saying we are, all of our <laughs> fingers do a lot of talking. Whether yes. we're texting or typing on social media or, you yes. know, whatever. And I will admit here, as we wrap this up, that, you know, a lot of these things are not... They're not easy subjects no. to figure out what you think about them. And I, I, I just would encourage everybody to not settle for some sort of one-size-fits-all surface answer, but test, test what you're thinking in different scenarios and et cetera to see, you know, and if you're how so- that works out. Um, you know, for the good. And so. if you're still trying to decide certain things, you know, Scripture says, let every man be persuaded in his own mind. Right. 
but when it says that, it's saying that to the category of these doubtful disputations. Right. These things where the Bible maybe isn't a totally not, clear one way or the other right. def- in a definitive way. Right. Right? It's a lot of some people will take that. I'm not saying you were, but some people will take that verse and use that for everything, right? Like let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. Well, I'm well, persuaded that I should you know, get yeah. drunk every night. Right. Well, well, I don't think so. The Bible clearly says don't be drunk right. with wine wearing right. is excess. So right. that that idea of being fully persuaded in your own mind applies in these ish instances where you have no clear definitive where there's gray areas, if you will, right? Where there's uh, where there's opportunities, I should say it this way, where there's opportunity to, to, to apply grace to another person that doesn't see it the way you see it. And if you don't know, pray about it. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you how many times that I have had something where I just don't understand what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm emotionally involved in the situation... And so the the answer is unclear as to how I should proceed forward. You know, what is what should I do? And if you pray about it and you ask the Lord to give you wisdom, he is going to do that. You know, he I guarantee you, you're going to open your Bible not too long after that or hear a sermon or something. Or talk to another believer. Or talk to another believer and it's going to be right there. It has happened for me so many times with so many different things. So, so unfortunately, we are going to have to end this because we have to go make dinner. So, I just want to remind everybody, though, before we go, that we're also now on iTunes. And so, our two main major platforms, as Becky said at the beginning, are Spotify and iTunes. Mm -hmm. And listen, if if you're liking this at all, if you're getting anything out of this... Make sure that you um, like the podcast, share it, um, help us get the word out, and um, liking, sharing, reviewing, leave a comment. Leave yeah. a comment. And iTunes, it's very easy to do that. Um, it's very self-explanatory. So subscribe. Um, yep. That's another big one because that like puts the podcast out there for more people to be able to find it. And before we go, are we going to do what we're loving? Oh, yeah. So we wanted to add a fun. So sometimes we talk about fun things and we get personal like we did last week. And we kind of share more of our story. And then sometimes we talk about like hard topics kind of like we did today. But we also want to be a little bit lighthearted. So um, one of the things we decided we're going to do is things that we're loving this week. So why don't you go first? What are you loving? Okay, week? I'll go first. So beginning of <laughs> August, I bought a um, King James Reader's Bible. And it's just set up like a novel. And it's got it just got paragraphs. It's taken all the verse references out. So it looks like a you're letter. You're reading a regular I'm, book. So yeah. and I, I So it looks like you're reading a regular book. And um, I bought this because... You know, as a pastor, sometimes I'm obviously sit down and I'm studying to teach, but then I also think it's important for me personally to do my own Bible reading. You know, my own my own Bible reading, and um, I was I was really having a hard time with separating in my mind my study time for teaching with my own Bible reading, and so I saw this on Amazon and I bought it. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that and I'm gonna just see what happens. And I've been using it now for. 
about two and a half weeks, and I'm I'm just really enjoying reading reading my Bible in that format. So that's what I'm loving right now. I am loving that I've had some breakthroughs in training with my rescue horse Faith. Um, she's we got her last October. I'm not going to go into all the details, but she, um, she's really young. She's four. When we got her, she wasn't even four yet. Um, and she, we are her sixth home at the time and her less than four years. Now she's four. She'll be five in October. And there's just been a lot of back and forth with her. She's had a lot of fear. She's had I think she's had some abuse and neglect in her past. I think there's been a lot of owners that recognize her issues and like once they got to know her, we're like, nope, I'm not dealing with this and passed her along and she got passed along and passed along. I didn't know all that originally <laughs> when I got her. So so when we got her, um, I kind of thought and was led to believe things were one way and yeah. it ended up they were much different and she was misrepresented to you yes think. I think so too and um but now she's she's doing much better and she's just been really showing some signs of connecting and relaxing and you know like the training sessions I would say the last five training sessions I've had with her have just been really really good and positive so I am I am loving that because I was to a point here recently where I didn't know if I was going to be able to keep her and I did not want to have to like pass her along to somebody else unless I knew for sure they could give her what she needs so Yep. That's what I'm loving. So cool. all right, well we got to eat dinner and we got to get our kid to 8th grade open house. Yes. So thanks for listening guys and we'll talk to you next week. Grace and peace. Thank you.